there, and welcome to another edition of Talking Heads. You are here with Suzanne McCandless, Head of School, Tori Jones, Prime Director, Tim Ziegler, Early Childhood and Lower School Director, and yours truly, Amy Gnadden, Intermediate and Middle School Division Director. Today, we are going to chat with two special guests. First, Angela Williams, about optimizing the most, which is Missouri's 529 plan, to benefit your family. Our second guest is Leslie Gaster, our Development Director, and she's going to talk to us about planned giving. So stick around. Okay, so, hey guys, before we get started, I have to tell you something very exciting that has happened Ooh. in my life. Tell me now, tell me now. Tell me now, tell me now. On New Year's Eve, <gasps> during the day, oh my gosh. I drove to Lamar, Missouri, and I got a new puppy. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say engaged. Oh, no, but I did hire a photographer <laughs> and a videographer <laughs> to take pictures of me meeting my new puppy. I love it. Yes. Are you kidding? I love it. Yeah, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> No, she's. You I wouldn't play past you, I, so I wasn't you sure. You haven't seen the. You know how everybody stages, <laughs> yeah, stages those first meetings. No engagement though. Um, you're just in love with my new puppy. She's I a golden doodle. It. Is she her, in love with you? She is. Oh, that yeah. sounds kind of tiring. <laughs> well, no, no, it's a hundred percent like unapologetic, just pure oh, love. So her sweet. name is Hazel Grace. She's precious. I can't wait for y'all to meet her. Is she coming so, to school? <laughs> Uh, you know, I uh, we'll see. That day could come. Future planning. Uh, yeah, future, future planning. planning. Um, so who can beat that? What? Anybody have something better from their break time? Well, well I went skiing. And did you fall? I did fall. I broke some ribs, I think. But I, oh. I didn't want to get checked out. But I, I did hear a pop. But it was fine. I was fine. Did you continue to ski after you heard the pop? It was perfect. Such was, a Suzanne oh, move. Such yeah. a Suzanne move. You know, though, I had to cancel the sleigh ride because there was no snow. And snowmobiling because there was no snow. So then how did you ski? It was pure ice. <laughs> <laughs> could be why she fell, Tori. <laughs> All right, Ziggy, how about you? Well, Tori, I don't know about you, but I've seen Encanto maybe three oh. or four times recently. So yeah. all those songs are constantly stuck in my head. It so. hasn't been Encanto, but I can say without a doubt that I have seen Frozen 5,200 You're in that stage times. right now. I, yes. Nice. Oh, the Frozen yes, stage. I am. Very fun. Huh. Suzanne, think, you look confused. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I'm passing. Yeah, those are Disney movies. movies. I know. Yeah. I'm proud to say well, I'm not well, seeing those movies. What movies did Brooke and Brady watch? Finding they... Nemo. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tarzan. Yeah. Lion, Lion King. King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, the classics. We, we were on Lion King for a little Now it's Encanto and Mulan. We've been through them all. So. Yeah, I haven't oh, wow. seen any of those. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch yeah. it with my dogs. Yeah. that's it. that what you watch with your new puppy? No. Oh. No. More like the Bachelorette. And, oh, okay. No, that's personal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Poor so, Hazel. <laughs> Hazel doesn't even watch TV. She likes to play outside. All right. Aww. Did you get outside at all over break, Tim? I did. Uh, we went sledding at our favorite spot in Lake Wacomas and thought I broke my tailbone. Mm, There's a little crater, a, a little big crater in the ground and I happened <laughs> of all the hill that one spot that right over crater. it. How how yeah. how high did you go before you hit cuz I went like 12 feet in cartwheel. Oh, wow. How about you? I didn't realize it was competition. Oh, it's always a competition. I didn't get the invite. <laughs> always. <laughs> 
I don't know how high I got off the ground, but I know how hard I hit. I am a little <laughs> concerned fun. about your risk-taking yeah. endeavors. You know, yeah, yeah. I like well, it. Well, like Wakamas. I mean, <laughs> that's a big risk. Did you get outside at all? You know, no. <laughs> no. We um, enjoyed time together as a family in the warmth of our home. Oh, yeah, okay. it, was, it was blissful. Good times. That's good awesome. Times. Good yeah, times. Good times. Well, enough about us. Let's get on to the good stuff. Um, we are um, going to speak with Angela Williams about the benefits of the most plan. So let's welcome Angela. And Angela, I'd love for you to talk to our audience and tell them a little bit about yourself before we get going on the benefits. Great. Well, thank you for having me. My name is Angela Williams. I am the uh, Institutional Relationship Manager for the most 529 education plan here in uh, the state of Missouri. Wonderful. And can you tell us a little bit about what 529 plans are? You bet. So, so, so the simplest way of understanding what 529 plans are, to think about it as, as part of the IRS code. 529 plans are regulated by the 529 IRS code and provide tax incentives for account owners. And, you know, these products are, are sold, um, you know, nationally here in the United States and Missouri uh, has its own plan. Um, so, Angela, my husband and I put three kids through college using the 529 plan. But when we first started with the most 529, it was only to be used for college. How has that changed now? Oh, quite, quite the quite the expansion of the 529 plans, particularly over the last, I'd say, maybe five years or so, four to five years ago, the legislation has, the, the IRS code has really expanded. So the difference from, you know, back back when you opened the, the, your accounts for your kiddos and, and now while it was once just for higher education, as uh, is, is late as 2017, the legislation expanded to K-12 tuition at public, private, and parochial schools, which is, which is a huge opportunity for Missourians, given that we have such a tremendous representation of private and independent schools here in the, in the state, and particularly for parochial schools. Even further, I think a year or so after, we expanded the legislation again to include apprenticeships and student loan repayment, two new additions to the uh, IRS code that are really right on time as we see the rising costs for in our country. So the expansions in those regards have been very, very uh, helpful for not only Missourians, but but uh, folks who use 529 plans more generally across the country. Wonderful. So I'm sure opening a plan is a little different than when Amy did it back a few years ago. Where can I go to open an account? So we try to make it super simple here in Missouri. You can open an account quite easily, about 10 to 15 minutes, just you rocking and rolling, and you're going to start on our website, uh, com. That's M-O-S-T and the number is 529.com. There you'll find all types of resources to educate yourself, first of all, about the most 529 plan. Plus, you'll learn about our investment partners that, that we have, Vanguard and Dimensional Fund Advisors. We also have lots of tips on how to save, and uh, you can schedule an event if you're if you're so inclined to have someone walk, walk you through the process um, to, to get your account open or even... Uh, reserve some time for someone to come out to your school or church or, or your place of employment to educate you all about uh, saving for college through a seminar. So, so 
So we, we try to make it easy. And uh, that most529.com website is, is just a great place to get started. Wonderful. And is there a certain amount that I should invest when I open an account? You know, that, that is a fantastic question. And, and uh, I always like to say investing can be a, a bit intimidating. So we try to make it easier by, again, offering some, some guidance on that, that website. Uh, while I can't necessarily give you specifics about how much you should invest, because um, that's just different. It, it varies between, you know, uh, your your level of comfort with risk and how old your kiddos might be or whomever you're saving for. Uh, but we really do have a great link on our website called uh, Which Investments Should I Choose? And you can really start there to get yourself educated about, you know, what is not one the investments that we have in our in our plan specifically. And then also, what are some tips that, you know, based on your level of comfort with risk and the age of your beneficiary, uh, might be taken into consideration as you plan out how much you should set aside on a, you know, bi-weekly, monthly, or even quarterly or annually basis towards your education savings goals. We also have uh, education savings calculators on our website, which is really helpful. That way you can kind of get in there, put in the age of your child, for instance, and then, you know, put in whether that kiddo may be going to a public or private school, in-state or out-of-state. Those parameters can really help you um, get a number, so to speak, to, to start making a contributions into your plan. I will tell you, don't panic. Um, the cost of college is really expensive. And so those calculators, uh, while they give you some really good specifics, that number might be a little alarming at first sight. Um, but again, we're, we're, you know, start from where you are and, uh, and, and go from there. You can also give us a call at our 800 number, um, 800-868-3585. If you just get yourself in a situation where you need to talk to someone. So um, I know when we opened ours that we were most excited about the tax benefits. Um, we would take any kind of bonuses that we got on top of payment or our, mm-hmm. our salaries and throw those in instead of having to give, you know, a good majority of it back right to the government. Mm-hmm. So we could put that money aside because we knew our kids would use it down the line. So will you explain the tax benefits to our listeners? A- absolutely. This is, this is the, I like to say this is the golden nugget of 529, right? That, that not only you get, uh, you know, tax-free growth on your deposits and, and no taxes when you pull it out, as long as you're using it for education here. In Missouri, we have one of the highest tax benefits in the country. So when you contribute into that most 529 plan, your contributions go in after tax, grow tax deferred. And when you make that withdrawal, you don't pay taxes on your earnings as long as you're using it for qualified expenses. In addition to that, a state tax deduction here in Missouri, um, up to $8,000 per taxpayer per household. So if you're single, it's an $8,000 cap on how much you can deduct from your most 529 plan, 16000 if you're married filing jointly. So again, that's just a huge benefit for Missourians to be able to lower their tax burden. This comes right off of your adjusted gross income on your Missouri state income tax on an annual basis. So uh, it, it's, it's quite the benefit for Missourians. I know as a as an account owner myself, I take advantage of this this particular feature often. Yes, I think that is a huge benefit. And, and so will you continue on by explaining to our listeners exactly what the plan will cover and pay for? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I like to say it, it covers the big stuff, right? So the most 529 plan covers the cost of attendance, generally speaking, at two-year, four-year trade schools, technical schools, institutions of higher learning, and certainly, you know, that K-12 tuition is important. Um, but this is the, the 
to qualify withdrawal, more specifically, covers tuition, books, room and board, uh, fees, software, uh, internet access is part of the deal. Believe it or not, a lot of schools are starting to charge for Wi-Fi. Um, computers are part of the the opportunity for for families to to take a a withdrawal. So. Uh, lots on the higher education side. On the K-12 side, it's a little bit more specific in that you can only use your 529 plan to cover the cost of tuition. So not not anything other than that. So books and fees and things of that nature at the K-12 level are not um, qualified expenses. But that tuition withdrawal can be used to cover the cost at private, uh, public, or parochial institutions. So quite quite a bit of flexibility in where you can use it on the K-12 side as well. The product is, is very very broad in terms of what you can use it for. And then what are our investment options? So we try to be flexible and, 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 and really responsive to the needs of the community on the investment side. So we have uh, a great investment partners in, in Missouri with the most 529 plan. You've heard of Vanguard. It's a household name. They've been around since the 1970s. Uh, we also have uh, some portfolios that are managed by a company called Dimensional Fund Advisors. They too are a great strong brand. Um, these institutions provide uh, 16 different, uh, what we call individual portfolios for investment options for the low plan. And we work closely with them to, to ensure that the portfolios that we have in the plan are, are you know, performing in one, in, a, in, in adherence to guidelines and legislation set by, by the government, but also that, you know, uh, uh, Missourians are getting consistent turns on their investments to the extent that the stock market will allow. Um, but, but yeah, we, we ensure Missourians are, are getting the, the best uh, education experiences, experiences as they can. And our, our two investment partners are, are certainly strong in helping us do that. That's great information. So, like, just a little bit more, but, like, who has control of the plan? Um, another good question. I mean, uh, you know, at the, at the upper level, right, as I said earlier, 529 plans are part of the IRS code. That's the federal legislation. But they're really sponsored by individual states. So here in Missouri, our most 529 education plan is governed, if you will, by a board of appointed individuals set by the Missouri governor. And then the Missouri State Treasurer's Office underneath that is a plan. Well, we say we call it the the plan sponsor and ultimately controls the plan as it functions, you know, as a function of their state government office. Right. So our state treasurer, uh, Treasurer Scott Fitzpatrick and his team work closely with um, a plan program manager, uh, Census Government Savings is, is the plan program manager here in Missouri. And they focus on their efforts on plan efficiency, things like making sure our call center is responsive to account owners, so Missourians aren't, you know, spending hours on the, on the phone line trying to get their questions answered, but really just in coordinating and administrating the plan. And so, so I, as a member or an employee of a census, travel the state, um, building awareness and educating the community about the plan. And so this synergy of these different partners at the state level, you have the treasurer's office, a census government savings, our investment partners. We all kind of work collaboratively to ensure that the, the plan is, uh, is, is really a function in that at exceptional level. So it's a, it's quite a big shift, but it runs efficiently in terms of hierarchy. Well, that's very reassuring. So what happens if we don't end up needing the money for school and if we move out of the state of Missouri? Yeah, that's, a, that's another good question. We take into account that things change, right, over the course of time in a, in a child's life, and therefore our options for families are pretty flexible. If your child doesn't go to school or, or you know, plans change in the course of life, 
you can transfer these accounts or, or essentially change beneficiaries on your most 529 plan at any time, right? So in my own life, I had an older kiddo who decided that, you know, he was going to take some time off, find himself a little bit. So we were able to transfer his account to his younger brother. It was fantastic, right? Because we kept those assets in the family and, and, and supported another education and education goal for our family. Uh, these accounts don't expire, so you can even hold on to that account for, for a future grandchild if you, you so desire, which is really good. You can also take the account back for yourself to go back to school. And we also offer what we call non-qualified withdrawals. And this is the instance where, hey, just no one else in the family needs the money. I always like to say this, this is your money. It's not a use it or lose it scenario. Um, there is a, a penalty for withdrawing for something, uh, what we call a non-qualified withdrawal. That's 10% and it's only on your earnings portion of your account. So if, if you know, your, your listeners have more questions about those things, they can certainly reach out to us. But the point here is that you have options for, for a whole host of, of situations that your family may, may encounter should your, your beneficiary decide not to go to school. And, and does it transfer if you do move states? Does the, yes. Does the, okay. uh, like if I, yeah, if, if, well, I used every penny of my missed account. My kids are out, and I do appreciate the old joke, Tori. But um, <laughs> you better get started because you have a baby, a little, little baby, yeah. so you better get going. But if Tori starts her 529, her most 529, and then, um, well, we would never want her to move out of town. But if she did move from the state of Missouri, would that just oh, transfer sure. to another state? So you, the good news about the 529 product, there are no sort of boundaries in terms of where you live and how you use your account. So if you're in Missouri, you live in Missouri now, for instance, and then you, you, know, you, you hop over the border to Illinois, you can hold on to your most 529 plan. You can use your 529 plan to go to school in any state. Right, um, whether you're a resident of that state or not, even internationally. Now, more specifically, should you just want that that 529 plan to be in the same state in which you reside, you're a resident, you can do what's called a 529 rollover from one 529 plan to another. So you're not sort of limited in that regard either. I think again, um, the the legislation is, is is thought of to be hopefully to try to be as flexible as families are. Right, so. Where and when you're moving around, you can take that asset with you, or you can leave it in place and still draw on it as needed, uh, no matter where you live. Wonderful. Well, Angela, thank you so much for your time. I'm grateful to have a few more questions answered after, you know, we have started Sky's 529 account. So I know that not only do I appreciate it coming into this as a as a fresh newbie, um, but I know that our listeners will appreciate it as well. So thank you again for your time, for your energy. I know that you had a busy day and it's a busy season, um, but we're extremely grateful for your advice. It's always a pleasure to be able to provide information about this product. I appreciate you all doing the podcast and having me on as a guest. Good luck to everyone and have a good year. Thank you. Thank you, you Angela. I want to take a minute to recognize one of our community partners, Central Bank. They've been a great partner to our school for many years. They've been supportive of us even during difficult times over these past few years. Be sure to reach out to Central Bank for any of your banking needs. All right. Now we're heading into the next topic, planning for the future. Um, I'm excited about this topic. Um, you know, I've been here 15 years. We've talked a little bit about plan giving. 
off and on over the years, and I think the time is finally right. The right people are in place, um, our strategic plan's in place, and I'm excited about the impact that planned giving can make. You know, whether it's uh, looking ahead um, to your estate or, uh, you know, a, a nice painting or just a sum of money, um, what that can do to our school and the impact that could have down the line could be absolutely amazing. Um, so anyway, I'm going to introduce now Leslie Gasser, our Director of Development. Leslie, welcome. Thank you, Suzanne. Yeah, awesome. I w- Can you talk to us a little bit about plan giving? You know, really act like we know nothing. Take us from the top and how would we get started? What does it really mean and what can it do to our school or for our school? Well, Suzanne, plan giving is a great way to support Oak Hill. And really, it costs not much money to get going on, on plan giving. I recommend that people meet with a trusted company like Central Bank or a wealth management company of their choice, financial planners, they can sit down and help a person create a roadmap uh, looking at their family size, their budget, their financial goals, and all of that, and looking through their assets. And then what they do is they set aside a gift for Oak Hill uh, to be, that would happen for us at a later date. And some of the gifts that, that can be given, just, I mean, there's so many, but Here's just a a few examples, like, you know, somebody's IRA or if they have stock in the company, they have fine art, they have a life insurance policy or real estate, if they have equity in a company, all of those assets can be used for a planned gift to the school. And what's neat about it is, is like I said, it, it, it can happen for anybody at any time of their life. And what, what, what it does for us, uh, just to give you a couple of examples, for a school I worked for a few years ago, um, we had one planned gift that came in from an alumni who passed away, and she had left the school in her estate plan, and the school received a lump sum check of $250,000. And that helped the school tremendously because we were able to use that money as the school needed um, at that time. We needed a new gym floor. We had some other maintenance issues that needed to be taken care of, and that money saved the day. Another uh, planned gift was from a board member who also is an alumni of the school, um, who is very much still alive and healthy, and he wanted to make a gift for the school. So uh, the company he worked for, he had amassed a tremendous amount of stock, and so he was able to set those shares aside as a planned gift in in the amount of $900,000 for the school upon his death. So again, you know, we hope he lived a long, long time. And the gift that that will come from that planned gift for the school, um, that's a a game changer. That takes a school over the top, that kind of money. And if many of our donors take the time to do this for us, it will take Oak Hill over the top. It might even start that endowment we would love to see one day. Absolutely. And the neat thing about that is that, uh, is that people can um, be a part of that endowment and, and really be a part of planning for the future of Oak Hill for, for generations of kids. Perfect. So I'm not going to lie. There's not much that I know about planned giving to maybe you do. But, nope, um, I'm in the same boat as you. <laughs> okay, good. So uh, I know that you've mentioned going and speaking, you know, with a trust company or with a financial planner or advisor. 
And I'm curious if there's anything in any of the financial apps that are coming out where we can do the same. It sounds like maybe it's a little bit more than just a savings plan, um, that it's yeah. something that would be helpful to talk with somebody. But I'm wondering if there's something, you know, that we could do just to get started or get a little bit more um, research before we go well, in. I think that one, you know, to sit down and talk with your family, maybe your spouse, and sit down and, and decide what it is that you'd like to achieve as a family, as philanthropists, because this is a big form of philanthropy. Uh, plan giving is, is just one portion of philanthropy. And and so to sit down with between the two of you and look at what do you have as far as, you know, do you have stock or IRAs or things like that, real estate, and just kind of deciding where you want to go in the future and then meeting with a financial planner because there are legal documents. You, there's mm-hmm. a will involved and there's um, you want to make sure that everything is nice and tight and clean because then, you know, there's no questions that your intentions are being honored. Okay. That's helpful information. Well, and like, what are the benefits of starting? You know, I'll just, I'll tell you, I'm 32. Do do you all go around and say how old we are? Oh, no, that's okay. (laughs) I'm good. I'm a little bit older than that. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm 32. And so what, what would be the benefit of starting as soon as possible now as opposed to waiting a little bit later on? Well, um, you will build a nest egg, and the sooner you start, the better, because, you know, yeah, life does change and things happen, but um, the sooner you start with a roadmap and outlining your goals, the sooner you can put those things into motion, and the the, uh, more that it will build. I mean, the sooner you start, the bigger the nest egg at some point. So that means that you'll have even more of an impact when the time comes. You know, uh, talking about life happens, you know, obviously I'm in a different place than uh, Tim and Tori. You know, my kids are finishing college or heading to college. And so, you know, we're almost empty nesters. You know, there will become a time when we don't pay for school, which will be awesome. So even even if you don't do things the way you think you could have and should have when you were 32, there's still time you know, to reassess just a couple years down the road, a couple years down the road to reassess, you know, where you are at that point in time and, and how things can change and, you know, maybe, maybe uh, take another path on your roadmap. So, you know, encouraging people that get started early. um, But remember that whatever season of life you're in, there's always that opportunity to look and, um, you know, I've spent my life, you know, most of my life here now, or not life, I guess, but a lot of time here at Oak Hill Day School. And, uh, and how, how many years is yeah, that? Well, when you're only 30, I guess, half my life. Um, and so, you know, definitely, you know, Oak Hill special to me. And so, you know, you want to look at that and see what you can do, you know, beyond my time here at Oak Hill. So uh, awesome advice, Leslie, for sure. I just can't believe, like, those stories and what a game changer it would be if that just happen to fall in your lap um, mm-hmm. unexpectedly and just, uh, I don't know, just the things we could do. And it, I love the idea of me being able to leave something for the school down the line, just knowing what it's meant to me, just like you said, Suzanne, and that I can help ensure that the school continues to, pro- to uh, prosper throughout the years. Yeah, pretty awesome next step um, for Oak Hill for sure. I'm I'm really excited, Leslie, to get this going. And, you know, thank you for, you know, all the time you've put into uh, organizing the 
hows to do it. You know, that that's the most important thing is how we're going to get started and, you know, how we're going to get people invested. Oh, sure. So I know I've heard a little bit about, you know, when you can start it now, you can start it later. It could be an asset. It could be monetary. So if I go to schedule, my husband and I already, we have new savings in these different accounts. I guess my question is, when we go to schedule this appointment, is there a, a specific amount? Is there a lump sum we need to have as we... Um, well, the great thing about plan giving is that you can start anywhere. And there are different vehicles for people to use according to what they have. So, um, like, there's donor-advised funds, and where you, you can, you know, have a few hundred dollars, and that's a great mechanism to give to a school. And then you know, on all the way up into, you know, the major estate planning where you actually create a trust. So there's a there's a wide spectrum. And um, while it sounds intimidating, it really isn't. It's it's a great way to begin with with your will and what you want to happen. So um, that's the great place to start. And then um, the trust advisor will show you the different ways that you can make it happen with very little money all the way up to, you know, big estate. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, that's great um, to help get us going. But if somebody would like more information, how can they reach you to get their questions answered about plan giving? Well, I'd be glad to talk to anybody anytime about plan giving. And they can reach me at, by emailing me at leslie.gasser at oakhilldayschool.org or give me a call at 816 816- Four three six six two two eight, and ask for Leslie. Thanks so much for being here, Leslie. We appreciate your expertise and your time. Thank you for having me. Well, that's all for today's episode of Talking Heads. I sure had fun today, and I hope you did too. Thanks for listening, and thank you to Angela Williams for joining us today and sharing all of that great information on most the Missouri 529 plan, and to Leslie Gasser for sharing about plan giving. Join us again next month as we share our annual State of the School address, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And before we go, if you haven't heard about our new auction format, head to the website and check it out and buy some tickets. Bye. Bye. See ya.